This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 35 of the Animaniacast. Welcome to the Animaniacs Test Kitchen. We're cooking up something really different for today's show. All we need are our ingredients. A dash of tinky and the brain, a cup of slappy swirl, a tablespoon of good feathers, and read a rent and swirl. We add a pinch of hippos, buttons and mindy too. Now top it off with skippy squirrel. What's that make? Animaniacs stew. What'll we come up with? Just watch. And welcome to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast dedicated to the animated series, The Animaniacs. Here we explore the series episode by episode, revisiting all the cultural references and gags. And in the end, we give each episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me are my co-hosts, Nathan. Er, it's cold in here. There must be some Toros in the atmosphere. There must be what in the atmosphere? Toros in the atmosphere. Um, bring it on, obviously. <laughs> okay. There's other people to introduce, Joey. Okay, I'm sorry. And across the country in Georgia is Kelly. Hi. I'm sorry. That one just threw me off. <laughs> it's from Bring It On, the yeah. cheerleader I, movie? I didn't get the reference either, but now, now I get it. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I said it wrong. I was supposed to quote myself sleep talking. I said, ah, whatever. I missed it up. <laughs> You can only say those things when you're sleep talking. They right. Look, they don't work. So today we are we are talking about an episode which, quite frankly, just has a ton of stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it is basically literally a mixed bag of uh, characters in this one, isn't yes. it? Yes. Uh, today's episode is in. You know, I'll go over the main segments. It has in the Garden of Mindy, No Place Like Homeless, Katie Kaboo. And Baghdad Cafe, uh, among other stuff mm-hmm. as well. Uh, guys, what did you think about uh, today's, uh, well, mixed up crossover episode? Uh, Kelly, we'll start with you. I, I thought it was fun. I really liked it. Uh, Nathan, what about you? It was like a what if episode of Futurama. <laughs> That's true. It kind of was, wasn't it? Tales of interest. Yes. You watched it. You can't unwatch it. Stay tuned for more Tales of Interest. Which, hey, voiced by Marisa LaMarche right there. there so it's all, it's all, <laughs> it all matches together. So today's episode, uh, Nathan, when did today's episode premiere? Remember, remember the 5th of November of 1993. <laughs> it was the release day of RoboCop 3 and look who's talking now. Oh, look who's talking now. <laughs> <laughs> right. The third installment of the, the wonderful series of movies. Yeah, the the best one, right? Yeah, the, the, the one. dogs are talking. It's hilarious. <laughs> what a terrible, terrible movie. I liked it at one point. <laughs> <laughs> and RoboCop 3, which I've never seen, but I've heard that one's not so it good was, either. Yeah, it was the day of the trilogy, I guess. It's the day of the two, trilogy. You get two classic trilogies that day. Go so. to the double feature. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go. Well... Let's go ahead and get straight into our our segments right here. (music) 
starting off, we have a very special opening, as it's called. And mm-hmm. it has this kind of like a turning kind of Animaniacs logo and stuff going towards mm-hmm. the screen. Um, and I remember seeing this similar logo going on a lot for CBS, I believe, would have all this all the time. Kelly, They would know? show it before the Rudolph Christmas special every year. I was going to ask you that question. Yeah, you know I know that. <laughs> Yeah, I've missed that little thing. You know, it was it was it was something that I always got excited about um mm-hmm. as a kid whenever I would see that. I would think, "Oh, oh, maybe it's going to be something good." And usually it just turned into something like Valerie Valerie Bertinelli stars in <laughs> <you know, laughs> Troubled Teen uh, or something like that. But every now and then it would be a Christmas special or, you know, Garfield Christmas stuff like that. But uh I miss that. But it's still around in in this so we get to look at it. Yeah. Um, and of course, then they talk about a very special uh, episode of Animaniacs Gather Round. And mm. why is it special, Nathan? Wacko's not wearing any pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing any pants. It, it, when Wacko said that, it just reminded me of meeting Jess Harnell and mm-hmm. him talking about, uh, you know, not wearing. And he, he liked Wacko a lot because he didn't wear any pants or yeah. something. <laughs> kind of met, it uh, matched Jess Harnell's uh, kind of wild personality, I suppose. <laughs> Hello, listener. This is Jess Harnell, the voice of Wacko and Animaniacs. And you're listening to Animania Cast, which is the best thing you could possibly listen to, especially if you're not wearing pants. I'd love to go on talking to you, but I can't because I've got a potty emergency. See you later. A cute you know, I don't really know what more to say about that uh, that first little opening right there, other than to say it was cute. It kind of reminded me of sort of Walt Disney, like he would be in a library talking to the audience sometimes, mm. and Walt Disney presents. Yeah. So I think that might have been what they were going for, um, but it was cute. Any thoughts on that first little opening before the Animaniacs song, guys? Let's get to that song. <laughs> well, it was better than <laughs> Newsreel of the Stars, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> So before we got to our first main segment, we go to Animaniac Stew, which is the Animaniacs, or the Warners, I should say. Well, really, all the Animaniacs yeah, in this the one. Whole, the whole crew is there. <laughs> yeah. They're basically explaining what the heck this episode's going to be about. And it's about mixing them all together in a pot. And what do you get? You get Animaniacs Stew. But it was a cute song. It was a catchy song. I always like hearing these things because I never really heard them outside of the show they're not on the cds or anything. yeah exactly let's go ahead and get into our first main segment which is in the garden of mindy in the garden of mindy was written by john p mccann and it was directed by greg reyna and uh kelly what can you tell us about this first crossover right here of uh in the garden of mindy in this short segment, it blends Pinky and the Brain and Buttons and Mindy, um, except no Pinky and no Buttons, it's just <laughs> Mindy and the Brain. <laughs> so uh, Brain is out in the backyard with Mindy, and he's asked to keep an eye on her the way Buttons usually is, um, except he's too focused on trying to take over the world. And so he's not really paying any attention to Mindy, who's as always, getting into trouble. And um, he decides he's going to use um, all these things in the backyard to 
you know, formulate his plan. But uh, as usual, it goes awry. Um, the lawnmower gets out of control because he, he's getting Mindy to, to drive it. Yes. And um, mm-hmm. it in- incomprehensibly drives up a tree. And um, it, it's it's kind of like in Back to the Future. Yes. Where brain keeps like falling into the manure. Yes. I thought, I'm glad you got that connection too, <laughs> Kelly. Yeah, of course I did. Yes. I sense I've completed the first step of my plan, finding manure. Manure! I hate manure! So by the end of the episode, he's cranky and smelly, and he's been put in a dress, and he's been um, humiliated, and he's just not, not having a good day. Yes. He probably misses Pinky after all. Yeah, you would think yeah. like he's like, oh boy. He's Pinky, the Mindy, and the brain, 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 brain. So, what do you guys think about uh, in this cartoon? There's, I, I don't really think there's too many references necessarily. No. So um, let's just get to our favorite parts. Uh, let's start with uh, Kelly. You you talked about the segment. What do, what are some things you you liked about this uh, first cartoon? I, I liked it when Mindy put Brain in a dress. Yes. And, and she was like playing with him like a little doll holding his ears. And <laughs> I thought that was really, really cute. And, uh. Pretty Brain Mosey. I'm mortified. Let me go over to Nathan. Nathan, what about you? Any other thing? Anything you like in this one? Oh, uh, yes. I liked when, uh, Mindy said that brain smelled like poo poo. Brain smelled like poo poo. I thought that Brain did a better job at watching Mindy, I guess, because she didn't escape. So better than. But um, I thought. What if she did escape? Yeah, no, then like what? Uh, And Brain showed off his his powers in this one. Yeah, his his telekinetic powers. Yeah, like I I don't know where that came from. Using the force. I think he came <laughs> off a little insane in this and in that he's like trying to make a stink bomb. Like the whole idea didn't really make much sense. Like going to make a stink bomb, spread it across the world and make everyone want to leave their house into the stinky air. I will construct a powerful stink bomb. We'll use the lawnmower engine to construct a rocket and fill it with the gas. When precisely launched, the prevailing winds will spread the gas across the world's capitals. As the stench drives government officials out into the streets, we will rush in and seize power. But yeah, because yeah, that, that's a good point. Like, why would people leave their house at, at, when it's stinky more, outside? Yeah, exactly. And just whenever I see someone like making you know, smelly things with manure, I kind of think they're crazy. So <laughs> if I saw someone in their backyard, like, oh, I'm going to take over the world by mixing all these random smelly things together. Yeah. Kind of reminds me. In, and uh, then make a rocket out of a lawnmower. That didn't make any sense either. I used to, it kind of reminded me of like, as a kid, like sometimes I take like just random things and mm-hmm. just mix them together in the backyard, like in a big muddy puddle or yeah. something just to and see. that's what he seemed like. He didn't seem like a <laughs> genius. <laughs> just like, he well, just wants to take over the world. I particularly like the part where Mindy is asking him why, why, mm-hmm. why. And he eventually just breaks down and says, because it's something I want to do. <laughs> Come, Mindy, it's time for us to conquer the world. Why? By right of superior intelligence, I am best suited to guide the destiny of this planet. Why? 
My empirical powers give me the mandate. Why? Because it's something I want to do. Okay, I love you. It was kind of like a cathartic moment for mm. Brain, I think, because he finally, if he just realized that there is no reason for this. He yeah. just like, why do you want to? There you know? is no why. Clear your mind of questions. <laughs> That's what he should have told Mindy. Yeah, we should get Yoda and the Brain in that way, case, and then <laughs> oh, in that man. case, Brain would probably just mellow out a little mm. bit, and he could use those telekinetic powers for good. Well, yeah, I think it's just <laughs> the Brain has the Force, maybe. Oh. There we go. So, and it, yeah, and it, like you were mentioning, like, it's so crazy for the brain to say, like, okay, Mindy, go get me the lawnmower. Right? <laughs> He's asking this two-year-old to go help him with this with this scheme. It's so much, so much more crazy than even asking Pinky to help him with something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the mom gets mad at the brain for letting Mindy feed him bad cheese yeah why would you let her feed you bad cheese <laughs> she went off to the better parenting council i think was the at the beginning of this well at least she's trying to do something. she's trying to do something as she leaves her child Under with a mouse wa- yeah brain watch the mindy while you're in your cage now listen honey mommy has to go to a better parenting conference you stay right here and play well, this was kind of a, a precursor in fact it was a precursor to a future uh Pinky and the Brain spinoff, uh, Pinky Elmira and the Brain. Hmm. It kind of remi- when when uh, when Mindy dressed him up and was moving him around and then squeezing him and stuff. It it did feel like kind of Elmira Duff from Tiny Toons. Did you get that vibe at all, Kelly? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Did you actually ever see uh, Pinky Elmira and the Brain, Kelly, at all when it was on the air? Mm, not that I recall. I know, of course, Elmira from Tiny Toons. Yeah. but I don't. I don't think I ever saw the spinoff. The, the I I have good uh, memories of Pinky Elmira and the Brain. I know like a lot of people bad mouth it like oh that was a terrible spinoff and they only did it because they were forced to from the the network and everything. But uh, for my it was such a I think it would only ran for one season. Yeah, and it was such an anomaly. Um, but I remember it being good because I always liked Elmira and I always liked Pinky and the Brain. So. I thought this was a good pairing, Mindy yeah. and the Brain. I thought it was a probably. I'm, I'm just, I know I'm going to go ahead and spoil the rest of them, but this was the best pairing for me, at least for all of them. Yeah, I think it was a nice way to kick off the show too. Yeah, a nice surprise, like ooh. <laughs> yes, it was definitely something that you did not necessarily expect. Yeah, even after that song, I didn't know what they were talking about. I'm like, what? What's happening? <laughs> like that's every episode. Every episode has these characters in them. Like what? <laughs> Well, then we had a then. Well, I guess the question was, what happened to, you know, Pinky? Pinky. And we find out. We right find out in the next one because it, it's, of course, uh, it's says pink. It's Pinky and the cat. Pinky and the cat. Okay, so the next one's a short little song, really. Yeah, it's, it's just, mostly just a song. It's just Pinky and the cat, uh, and essentially what happens is they sing the theme song, and and at the end of it. Pinky asks, what are we going to do tonight? What do you want to do tonight, Rita? I don't know. Eat you for supper. So far, this is my favorite episode. And uh, (laughs) Pinky just talks about how spacious her stomach is. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of that little short little segment. Very, very short, because what would happen if you put a cat and a mouse inside a cage together? Probably what would happen. (laughs) 
Um, not much to really say about this because it's, it's it's Rita's favorite episode. It's Rita's favorite <laughs> episode. That's so true. I was surprised it didn't sound like Bernadette Peters to me. But it was. Yeah, I was looking at the credits. I was like, I guess it is Bernadette Peters. But to me, um, it just didn't really sound like her too much. Maybe because she wasn't singing or or whatever. But uh, yeah, there you go. She had a very easy job this recording session. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two lines, I think. <laughs> then we have another uh, song mm-hmm. right here. And this one is called We've Been Mixing Up the Scripts, done to the tune of, uh, you know, we've been, or I've Been Working on the Railroad. Yeah. We've been mixing up the scripts. Oh, the little long show. Putting characters together who normally wouldn't go. And action. And, of course, they... they Shred up all the scripts and they show them stapling them up together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's cute. There you go. Another cute song. <laughs> Not much to say about that. But there is more to say about the next cartoon. Because we haven't said anything about it. Because we haven't said anything about it at all. <laughs> and it is called No Place Like Homeless. No Place Like Homeless was written by John P. McCann and directed by Greg Reyna. Nathan, what happened in No Place Like Homeless? Uh, we have a pairing between Runt and Pesto. They're both homeless, Aww. hence the name. Um, <laughs> uh, Runt's trying to get Pesto to sing some songs, but Pesto's not going to do it. They kind of get some arguments. But then someone, uh, an old lady sees Runt in, caught in the rain and lets him come inside the house and wax Pesto because she doesn't like pigeons. Uh, with a broom. And then uh, there's also another bird inside the house uh, that, uh, I guess, uh, Pesto kind of gets in a fight with. Uh, and they both get kicked out of the house. So it's... And then at the end, Pesto does sing a little song. or so. That's true. He does sing a little bit. And he does a good job, too. Yeah. Ah, uh, gee, Pesto. I know, I know. I'm supposed to sing. Fine. La 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 There, you happy? That was good, Pesto. You think it was great? No, but it was good. But you think it was good, right? Hey, you know what? I could be the next Wing Newton. That has a little bit of a happy ending right there. They get along at the end. So, well, uh, there's some there's some references to some things like Pia Zadora, a singer, Don Pardo. But when it comes to, you know, some of the cultural references, there's not too many. I think I think the old woman, when she starts hitting Pesto Mm -hmm. because she says he's a blood sucking pigeon. Yeah. Nosferatu. (laughs) She says Nosferatu. Come here, boy. Get out of the rain. Oh, my. Oh, boy. A nice human. An elephant? Watch it, Jumbo. Oh, you poor dog. Come inside and dry off. Don't move, doggy. A horrid pigeon just landed on your back. It probably wants to suck out your blood. (laughs) Nasty, nasty blood-sucking bird. I did like the voice of the old lady. Yeah, the, a, the voice was done by Paul, Paul Rugg. Rugg. Yeah, of course. It just that I know that I've heard that voice in an episode of Freakazoid. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And like, I just could I can't picture what old lady 
Yeah. Or maybe know. it was just free, freakazoid, like, freakazoid noise. Yeah, uh, talking yeah. like that or something. But yes, I love that uh that the woman and what's the what's the name of the old woman there? Do you have that in the credits? It's somewhere in the credits. <laughs> the credits are that her name is let's see, I know it's Mrs. A- Mumphead. Yes. Paul Rugg. Yeah, Miss Mrs. <laughs> Paul Rugg played Mrs. Mumphead. So there mm. you go. Such a weird little character. Um and uh, such an annoying parrot going on as well. You know, you belong on a pirate's shoulder, you miserable LaGuardia. Do you have something you want to say to my beak? Crackers, crackers. Are you calling me crackers? Are you saying I'm a large sodium-covered square here to amuse you? Crackers, crackers, crackers. That's it. That's going to be trouble. Definitely trouble. Kelly, any parts in this that you, uh, this cartoon that you like between, uh, Runt and Pesto? I I thought it was cute. I mean, like you've already said, when, um, you know, Pesto, instead of cursing, he, he'd say names. Um, <laughs> yes. They kind of sounded Italian. Not all of them were, but um, yes. <laughs> but he would just, you know, say say funny little things. And um, uh, I, I thought it was cute that Runt kept trying to get him to sing because that's what Rita does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Runt is a creature of habit. You know, you have to, mm-hmm. you know, and of course, if he's ba- which even makes even more sense if he's based upon the character of uh, Raymond from yeah. from Rain Man, that uh, he has to have, you know, uh, his he has to watch Wheel of Fortune at a certain time. He has to watch this at a certain time. So it would make sense that he would have to have, uh, you know. You know, singing as well whenever he's mm-hmm. walking, because otherwise, he's luckily he didn't go into a fit or anything like that, like in Rain Man. So that was yeah, kinda... that would have been less funny. <laughs> I think <laughs> take a dark turn all of a sudden. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a cute cartoon. Uh, good, a, a nice pairing between these two, and uh, it was mm-hmm. nice to see Pesto getting into uh, a fight with someone other than Squid for once. Yeah, and I'm glad that 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 parrot got what was coming to him. <laughs> Well, moving right along, we have Katie Kaboo. She's Katie Kaboom, Katie Kaboom. She lives in a house with a garden in bloom. Her family knows that anytime soon, the little lady Katie goes kaboom. Katie Kaboo was written by Nicholas Hollander and Deanna Oliver, and it was directed by Greg Reyna. This is our first. Katie Kaboom. Woohoo! <laughs> Katie Kaboom episode. Uh, and, th- you know, this is the basic rundown of what happens in this is Katie is a teenager. She's a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes downstairs to talk to her family, one of uh, which the father sounds and looks a lot like Jimmy Stewart. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, so she goes downstairs to talk to her parents and her, her brother. And talks about her new boyfriend named CB. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What do they stand for? Uh, but anyway, <laughs> he happens to be Chicken Boo. And the parents, this is the first time where everybody, it's not just one person in the group, but all, everybody except yeah. for Katie can see that this is obviously like a chicken. Clearly a chicken. <laughs> and they say, I think he's a chicken. And she gets very upset at them, turns into a giant monster, and then looks at, 
Chicken Boo and for some reason screams at him as well. And his clothes come off, which always happens in these. Mm-hmm. And she looks at him and goes, you are a chicken. Why didn't you tell me? And he just says, okay. <laughs> and then she gets angry again. Angry at him, turns yeah. into fire. <laughs> and, uh, and well, wouldn't you know it? Uh, that's, that's pretty much it. He, he, the boom, house goes kaboom. Kaboom. And then she's yeah. like, oh, I broke up with him. And then, uh, uh, Chicken Boo leaves Pleasantville. Which, ironically, this, this happened before the movie Pleasantville. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> why is everyone in color? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so there we go. That, that's our, that's our little Katie Kaboom slash, uh, Chicken Boo, uh, team up right there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm going to start with Kelly on this one because this is a, of course, a, a female character and I, I would like to he- hear your perspective on it. Kelly, what do you think about Katie Kaboom? I have always been kind of, annoyed by her because I, I feel like she's stereotyping uh angry hormonal teenage girls uh-huh. <laughs> and and i was one so <laughs> i am um, i was always like yelling at my brother and my mother and um you know and if my brother had told me that some guy i was dating was a chicken i would have freaked out too um <laughs> katie you're overreacting But uh, <laughs> but I I don't know I mean I just I I just never found the segments very very funny yeah but I, I mean I like Chicken Boo but I I didn't like I never have liked Katie Kaboom as a character mm. I I I believe if I'm not mistaken Nicholas Hollander who co-wrote the episode based Katie Kaboom off of his I believe daughter or stepdaughter I believe hmm. uh, just over her <laughs> reactions to certain things in tell me a little about Katie Kaboom. What is the deal with Katie Kaboom? Ah, ah, Katie Kaboom. All right, yeah. This is definitely from Nick's life. In my life, I um, had a stepdaughter, have a stepdaughter, who um, was going through that phase of that hormonal blossoming where she could be just so prissy and suddenly something irks her and she would just go off. And Kelly's right. I mean, I have heard that criticism of Katie Kaboom um, from some people that, you know, they say like this character isn't a likable character. She just explodes and, and, uh, she's just annoying and stereotypical. Um, Nathan, what do you think? I liked it. I think yeah. it's funny. She's just like a monster. So, cause <laughs> she has like a superpower. It kind of reminds me of like a Twilight Zone kind of. Like, like which Twilight Zone? Well, like when that the child is able to. Oh, don't everyone has to be nice around the kid. Yeah, and, that's right. So, be nice around him, otherwise so it, he'll. It seems like be, it would be a kind of a different take on the like a. Like, I could see a Twilight Zone being about, you know. Yeah, don't make Katie mad. Yeah, exactly. I could. Well, see I it. think in that vein, I think it's more like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's see, good. That's That'd what, be a fun fight. yeah that's what that's what my wife was saying when we were watching it was like why do people not like her she's a superhero (laughs) yeah (laughs) she can she has superpowers and she can bust she just hasn't learned to control them yet yeah she's like phoenix she's yeah she's like one of the x-men yeah that's it so katie kaboom is just it's gonna be a new in fact she should get a spinoff yeah i would (laughs) 
yeah. maybe people would like her character a little bit there more. There we go. We just need more depth <laughs> into it. <that's> all. <laughs> she needs more than just those minute segments, and then we can really get into her <laughs> what what she's all about. Yeah. So anyway, it, it was a, it was overall. I mean, I think it was a, a nice introduction to Katie Kaboom. Mm-hmm. I suppose, um, but we'll just see how uh, how much we you know either can you know continue to like her character a little or if it just gets yeah. old after a while we shall see <laughs> well we have another song coming up called we found this old computer we found this old computer and then we fixed it up we fill in all the characters now they're all mixed up now in case you didn't realize the warners are once again telling you <laughs> We mix things up. Yeah, in case you just tuned in and you're like, why was Katie Kaboom <laughs> with Chicken, Chicken Boo? <laughs> and who's Katie Kaboom? <laughs> well, so they tell you, I suppose this probably came back from after commercial or yeah. something like that. Like, hey, kids, uh, we mix, we mixing up all the characters and mm. we're pushing them in here and yada, yada, yada. And just to prove their point, they start singing the Slappy the Squirrel song. With a Skippy outside of the tree. Yeah. But inside of the tree is not Slappy Squirrel. It's uh, Dotty the Squirrel. Yep. And Dot gets very upset. The name's Dot. Call me Dotty and you die. That's Dotty. I warned you. Since Slappy is not featured in that little segment... They have to show what the heck happened to uh, to Slappy, because Dot's in her tree. <laughs> Slappy, meanwhile, is with the Warners, the Warner Brothers, I should say, in the Baghdad Cafe. And the Baghdad Cafe was also written by John P. McCann. All right. He had a lot of the segments in this one. And it was directed by Leonard Robinson. Kelly, what could you? What basically happened right here in uh, in Baghdad Cafe? Well, uh, we see. Well, he goes by a different name. Um, so it's not. Yeah, it's so darn insane. I believe <laughs> so darn insane. Um, instead of Saddam Hussein, um, but he's obviously you know a, a play on Saddam Hussein. Um, but the Warner Brothers show up and. Slappy is playing Dot, and she has no clue what she's doing. She's reading off the script, and she keeps trying some of Dot's lines, like Princess Angelina, Contessa Louisa, and then she's like, <laughs> ah, forget it. And, like, she doesn't even finish it. And then there's a moment where she's supposed to jump up into uh, the guard's arms and say, hello, nurse, but she she can't jump up. She, yes. She's, like, trying to climb up him, and um, <laughs> so... It's it's really it's really cute because she's she's not nearly as uh, quick witted as as Dot is in in this particular role. Yes, and uh, yeah. So at the end, I mean, we have like a she's she's just getting through all the end, and she just says, "You know, forget what this." Yeah, she just goes back to classic slappy. Oh yeah. Well, I'm Princess Angelina Contessa Louisa Francesca. Ah, forget it. I'm done. Here, have some dynamite down your pants. And they all go off and, uh... Yeah, they, the Warner Brothers, they ride off on a camel and 
sloppy. Yeah, goes she, off in her little little old lady from Pasadena. Yeah, her little red Corvette or whatever. Yeah, it what was it? Oh, cool. come on! What kind of car is that? It was just sing the whole song. I don't think it does say the song. <laughs> it's a red red car. That's it. Uh, that's it. No, I think it probably does say. <laughs> I, uh, uh, Super hot rod. Yeah. Let's yeah, just say that. It's a super it hot rod. Oh, somebody out there is screaming. I know what exactly what car is supposed to be. Okay, okay, okay. We heard you. Thank you. I'm not gonna say what you said, but I heard you. <laughs> so uh it was a cute segment, guys. What do you think? Uh Nathan, let's start with you this time. What do you think about this? Any particular moments that you particularly liked? Yeah, I uh I thought there was lots of little funny things, seeing like uh when Skippy's supposed to come in and so we see Flavio, the hippo. <laughs> yes. Uh, just... I'm out of here. Where's Skippy? Skippy! Sloppy. You're not Skippy. What the heck's going on around here? Uh, not not what she was expecting. Yeah, like, <laughs> what's going on here? Like, she ha- doesn't seem to know quite, even though they've had these theme songs, she doesn't quite know what she's doing there, or... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just like that she's constantly reading the script to yes. figure out what's going on next. Yeah. And, uh, Kelly, anything that you particularly liked in this one? I like the little hat that Flavia was wearing. <laughs> I, I guess with the intent to make him look like a little kid. Yes. <laughs> I, my favorite part is probably just with Slappy just trying to get up into the guard's arms. And she's just she like leaps into his arms. And she's just like, hey, give me a hand, buddy. Slappy, you're mine. All right, all right. Let me see here. She leaps into the handsome guard's arms. Give me a boost, will you? I'm old. Okay, here goes. <laughs> Hello, nurse. I don't get it. What does that mean? That was pretty funny. And, uh, of course, yes, at the end, it it really turned into a slappy cartoon more than anything because Mm -hmm. she had all the really funny parts of just, why am I doing this? And just, you know, I need script approval next time. So it was very cute. Well, before we get to our water tower rating, we had one last thing, which, as Yakko pointed out, was kind of to pad out the show, perhaps. Yeah, which seems like there was already <laughs> lots of things. So just... There's a lot of little padding things in here, but this mm-hmm. one is, of course, when you have a few seconds left in the show, it's time for the Wheel of Morality. It's that time again. To pad out the show? To search for Elvis at 7-Eleven? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. Today's moral was, you can teach an old dog new tricks, but you can't teach Madonna to act. Ow. That, wow. <laughs> I kind of, I don't mind Madonna's acting that much. Kelly, I thought it, she was, she was fine in Evita. Yeah, and, and, um, and on my favorite act, she liked, I liked her in Dick Tracy a lot. That, mm, that was yeah. my favorite role that Madonna's in. And then, yeah, Evita, she got, like, af- this was after Animaniacs. She was in Evita. Um, and I think she was nominated for an Oscar in that. Yeah, I think so. But she had... Yeah, yeah I, at least At least a Golden Globe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I mean, I, I think she, she was praised. I, I, I don't... Yeah, she I, was critically think, acclaimed. Well, yes. and I, I think she surprised a lot of people. Like, I think everyone was sort of, like, prepared to really hate it, but uh-huh. were pleasant surprised right right for my recollection yeah so for me i hey she i she did just fine in dick tracy i think is breathless mahoney so there you go madonna i mean but then again she has been in 
some bad films. <laughs> yeah. So there we go, guys. Those were all of our, my goodness. There were so many different segments in this one. They, and then at the end, after the credits, Oh yeah. They say like, look out. There's, <laughs> there's something on you. There's something on your back. <laughs> As they would say in Doctor Who, because oh. they are Time Lords. <laughs> well, it's a, it, well, there's a giant like bug on your back. Yeah, is that just, what you're saying? yeah, just kidding. And they say just kidding. Uh, did you you fall for that, Nathan? Did you yes. think? <laughs> of course. Oh, they, anything I hear on TV, I assume is true. <laughs> that explains a lot. Um, so I don't know what that's supposed to be. <laughs> so, what do you guys think? Let's get right to our water tower rating. So here we go, guys. Out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give this one? I'm going to go ahead and go first. I'm going to say I'm going to give this one four water towers. It just was jam-packed of a lot of different stuff. And it was all funny stuff, and I really liked the animation in every single segment. Um, Chicken Boo took a little bit of a dive, but other than that, the animation was great, and the writing was good. Yeah, that's me. Uh, That's my thoughts. Four. Mm -hmm. Four water towers. Kelly, what about you? I will also give it four. I I thought it was funny and and pretty consistent across the board, um, being entertaining. The the only thing I've sort of subtract the water tower for is there weren't a lot of super quotable moments or mm. you know songs that i you know want to sing or that were super catchy and memorable so the nothing really stood out in that way but i i thought overall it was fun it was a fun episode all right nathan and that's just you left so what are you thinking how many water towers well, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up and say I'll say four and a half stars. All right. Or sorry, I'm gonna say four and a half water towers. That's right, four and a half water towers. <laughs> starry starry water towers, yes. as we say. So why do you think that's that's almost a perfect score? It's almost perfect. Um I didn't didn't have any problem with the episode and I would like to see more of them. Mm-hmm. Even I liked the whole crossover ideas. I thought it was fun. It seemed like the uh, animators and the writers had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um. I just I don't think this would be like the first episode you would want to see. No, you would not get it. Get, yeah, you don't get the joke. But and that's why I would take off like half a star. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I would say four and a half star because uh, I thought the songs were good enough. There's lots of song and just lots of content. So yeah, gosh, yeah, mm-hmm. lots of content. Not a lot of cultural references, but that's not bad because yeah. there was so many different segments to go through. And like through. kids don't care about the cultural references. No, they don't. It's just going to be funny stuff. So there you go. <laughs> so there was a lot of funny stuff in it. So very cool. Okay. So let's go ahead and get right over to our poll results from last week. Mm-hmm. Hello there. It's the announcer Bob 3000 with more Animaticast poll results. I am proud to announce that I will now be the show's permanent announcer. The previous human announcer has joined my friends, the Cybermen. It will be quite impossible for him to return. Now then, time for this week's poll. Wait a minute. No. It's impossible. You can't be back. No, stay away from my power supply. Take that, you technological terror! Hello everyone, it's the announcer back again from uh, so 
vacation. With this week's Twitter poll results, listeners were asked, Is Mr. Clown just Mr. Director in disguise? Hashtag Animaniacs, hashtag Animaniacast poll. Well, just 13% said no, but an astounding 87% said yes, they're one and the same. So there you go. Well, it's off to the studio now, and it's off to get back to work for me. We'll see you next week with another Twitter poll. So the question was, is Mr. Director just, well, is Mr. Clown just Mr. Director in makeup? Mm -hmm. Kelly, what do you think? Yes. (laughs) Nathan? I said no. Really? Well, just to be different. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think he is too, although it would be weird if they were like just two different characters. They're brothers. Did Mr. Clown, I can't remember off the top of my head, does Mr. Clown ever come back to the series? Because if he I doesn't, I don't think so. So maybe they are two separate people. Because yeah. maybe he's maybe Mr. Clown is stuck on Mars. on Mars. Yeah, I think it's his brother or something. I don't know. Oh, could be. I don't know. Hmm. Or Jerry Lewis and Mr. Yeah. Director is someone else. Yes, that's true. <laughs> well, I think this is truly just a, a, an example of a Superman and Clark Kent kind of thing mm. going on. Like they don't call him Mr. Director when he's dressed up as a clown because he's not. He's a totally different person. It's yeah. It's like, uh, you know, I would expect them to say, Mr. Clown, have you seen Mr. Director around? I haven't seen him around. He's expected on the set. Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> See, that'd be good. <laughs> so that, that's what they need to do. That would be a great extra episode right there. Where's Mr. Director? Anyway. <laughs> well, they were going to have, like, Krusty the Clown be Homer Simpson at one point. That's true. They were going to have that big... Uh, and then the, I'm glad they dropped that idea. Yeah, that was a bad idea. dumb. Yes, it would have been very dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nathan... You have our poll question for this week. Go ahead and hit us with it. What is it? Don't hit me too hard, though. Okay, well, you should take cover, because this is a big one. This Ow. is a... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I've started hitting you already. Uh, <laughs> so we had a very special episode this one. Lots of crossovers. And the question is, which is the best uh, crossover of these little segments? So we have In the Garden of Mindy. There's No Place Like Homeless. And we'll do Baghdad Cafe. So of those yes. three, those are the biggest ones of the episode. Yeah. I think so. I'll probably split them up into like uh, Mindy and the Brain and, and uh, you know what I mean? Instead, Instead just of saying the, the that's good Yeah. Idea. So we'll say Mindy and the Brain. We'll say... What's Pesto this? and Runt. Pesto and Runt. And Slappy and the or, Warner Brothers. Yes. Yakko, Wacko, and Slappy. We'll oh, see okay. if that fits. It's always kind of like it's a... It's going to be something. You'll see it on something. Twitter and you'll vote on your favorite one. <laughs> You will. And so to do that, just head over to twitter.com slash animaniacast, or you can simply search for hashtag animaniacatch... Not catchphrase. You can submit your animaniacatchphrase, and I will read them on the air. It's hashtag animaniacastpoll. And uh, yes, you you will be able to make your voice heard. Well, folks, it's about that time to close up shop before my brain just it's already checked out it's already gone Mm. i'm sorry so let's go ahead and get right into some contact information nathan where can people get in contact with you online joey i'm on twitter jango ft that's me (laughs) and kelly how about you i'm also on twitter yoda princess y-o-d-a p-r-n-c-s-s and uh you can go ahead and get in contact with the animani cast in general simply by going to twitter 
or Facebook, or you can send us an email, which is animaniacast at retrozap.com. And speaking of retrozap.com, hey, we're a proud member of those those retrozap group people. So mm-hmm. there's lots of stuff heading over there. We have a brand new Star Wars podcast that's going to be coming out soon. And uh, so head on over to retrozap.com for some awesome articles and some fantastic podcasts. There you go. Ooh. You won't you won't regret it. I'll give you your money back if you regret it. <laughs> so without any further ado, I think it's time to wrap things up and we will see you again for episode 36 in well, let's make it a week from now. What do you yeah, say? Like All right. That. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night everybody. Good night everybody. Good night. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Our story is over. Its ending is happy thanks to Yakko, Wacko, and our sister, Slappy. Next time I'm asking for script approval.